See, we lost audio. <laughs> hey, hey, we are the monkeys. Oh, this is much better. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. It's yes. Dan ripping on a guitar for a minute. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty <laughs> much, apparently. <laughs> Give your favorite guitar riff. And now here's your host for Hollywood Squares, Tom Bergeron. Jeez, Louise. How long is this? Oh, who are these people? Why does this guy's hair keep changing color? And now, with Jason <laughs> and Mr. Dan, featuring Mike McGee. <laughs> Look at those baby faces. Man, that's going back a couple of years. Yeah. I, I dug yeah. through most that, of our videos. That, yeah. Jeez, okay. nice job. Nice job. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear it. It looks awesome. Just Would it be a yeah. Three Geeks podcast if we didn't have technical difficulties? This is true, the but, but I, I, I think we should just cut when we were making our own riffs and just make that the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll hear it next week. It wouldn't allow me to upload it the normal Because we can definitely do that. Wild, but, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another fabulous Three Geeks podcast. Happy we are here. Some of us are alive. Some of us are dying, but we're here and we're ready to enjoy... <laughs> This podcast with all of you. I am here as all of my throat will allow. I can't see you. I was not going to allow this episode to go by and, and not talk about Cobra Kai and Spider Man. So I'm here for sure for those two discussions and we'll see how much further I can go. But um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm surprised Scott's not here because I know he wanted to join us for Cobra Kai. But um, Dan, you watched Yo, it. What did you think? I did. I really liked it. I did too. Um, I, I'm glad we finally got some character progression because, as yeah. much as I've loved last season, it there was a lot of spinning tires with the uh, yeah. Daniel relationship, and we finally it, got. Although I mean, a, a lot of that was was really, really happily comedic, and I, I was I was cool with it. Any, anytime Johnny does anything with technology, like hash yes. brown, yeah, hash, hash brown instead of hashtag and yeah. internet stuff, man, he cracks me up every. I like every the whole time. the whole laptop. Uh, side quest going on there like, side quest. <laughs> like he, can't, he can't get it to work and then then he's he's like how, how does this work and then it, it was just fun he goes goes to the pawn shop guy and the pawn shop dude is just like what the hell's wrong with you man did you did you plug it in to charge it what's that mean <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> did you turn it off what? and turn it back on again huh? no. yes Season That's... four brings in uh, Terry Silver from Karate Kid 3. And this movie, this show references how bad Karate Kid 3 yeah. was. Because he even says, he's like, man, I was coked out of my ass. How ridiculous were <laughs> we? Like fighting a 17-year-old boy. Like, I don't want to repeat all of that. It's, I was, I was, we were crazy back then. Like all the cocaine and stuff. I, I just love how they referenced how cheesy it was yeah. within the show. Um, I, I do like that that Terry is just as evil and backstabbing as 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 he is in that. It's, it's great. Doesn't he just go back to terrorizing teenagers? Again? Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes, and, and, and everybody else. So, yes, it's a good show. Uh, good character yeah. development. Martin Cove, um, 
fantastic job from Martin Cove and um, William Zapka. William Zapka is the underdog of this series. Like the man is the series. Without him, the show isn't as good. I mean, everybody and it's fine. They're all great, but William Zapka is really the standout. And then Martin Cove, honorable mention. But and Terry Silver, man. I mean, that was awesome. I, I thought I liked his character yeah. a lot. I like his his like wobbly leg stance too. It, it's 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 kind of fun. I like how he became like a yoga type guy. Yeah, and then, and then he gets dragged back <laughs> he's in. Just like screw time. this. <laughs> but um, I'm next season we might see Hillary Swank. They asked the creators about it. They're like, she's part of the Miyagi verse, so she's there. I'm not going to tell you if we've worked together already, if we're going to work together, or if she's been written oh, into geez. the show. But we'll find part of Miyagi verse. I like that. That's a verse. Yeah, yeah. Can, Dude, can we bring uh, in? Uh, can we get Clint Eastwood too? From uh... Dude, watching these guys talk about Cobra Kai, is like watching, <laughs> watching John Favreau talk about Star are you Wars. Saying, are you saying <laughs> Million Dollar Baby is just a continuation from yes. the next Karate yes. Kid? Yes, <laughs> I am. That's the same character. That's, yeah. that's, in that case, Hillary Swank ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a no, fun Million time. Dollar Baby is, is even farther in the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did, didn't you, we're gonna, you, we're gonna you remember Clint's like cybernetic arms and stuff? I mean, come on. <laughs> it is Makushla, cyborg Makushla. It's the same thing as Han from from Fast and the Furious. Like he's older, but he's younger. You know, it, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. fine. Like no one. Cares. <laughs> don't look too hard into it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't think too hard. Or you might hurt yourself. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm excited for when they get Jackie Chan in there. Like that's yeah. that's what I want to see. Like make that work, okay? Yeah. Please, the Smith universe, please. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's possible because Will Smith is an executive producer, but um, I I doubt oh, it's going to happen. Oh, I don't want I don't want Jaden Smith though. Oh no no no, no, no. That, that, that's the problem. You're, you're going to get Jaden Smith as Jackie Chan. <laughs> Smith was playing long game. He's like, I'll executive produce this show for a while. If I can work yeah. my son into it later, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's the long that fine, print, that fine print will kill you, with them Smiths. <laughs> oh my god, looked a lot of fun. It's uh, it's like when you go to the store and you get your favorite snack and you start eating it, and then the box is gone. You're like, what the hell? Like, I can't believe I just did that. Get a whole sleeve yeah. of Oreo. You're just like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the show's the same way. Like you start episode one and yeah. then it's over, and you're like, did I really just watch that many episodes in a row? Like I can't believe it. But it goes by so fast. It's a quick binge. Yeah, like I I got up what that uh, Saturday morning when when it got, got released on Friday, and and I, I got up early for some reason, and I was like, ah, hey, what the hell? We'll, we'll just start this, and I just sat there and watched it all. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch an episode a day. That way, I can savor it. And I watched one episode before I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I started the second episode, and then I finished it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing Dan like three pizzas later, like he didn't even realize. He's in a coma. Not at all. I, I I just sat there and I, I watched the whole thing and made myself breakfast. I came back and watched some more. <laughs> it, it, it was fine. What do you give it out of five, Dan? I give this one a five out of five. Sweet. Oh. I'm going 4.5 out of five. I'm trying to save my five out of fives, but <laughs> it's still really good. Because the next thing I might give a five out of five to, which is Spider-Man No Way Home, which we have not talked about on this show because we've been gone for over a month. Who has seen Spider-Man No Way Home? Yep. Okay. 
Oh, great. <laughs> it's another episode of Explain It to Dad. Yay! <laughs> I love it when this happens. <laughs> um, one of the things that come out of Spider-Man No Way Home, mild spoiler alert, and we'll get into the review in a second, is the possibility at the Amazing Spider-Man 3 or that Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is going to be the Spider-Man and Venom and so forth in these expanded movies. I'm excited about that because I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Uh, how did we? How did we get to that conclusion that he was going to be the Amazing Spider-Man three? We were going to get that. It's, it's rumored. It's heavily, heavily rumored from veritable sources. Oh, gotcha. That oh. that's the whole point. Because I guess when um, Sony made Amazing Spider-Man two, they went to Kevin Feige and said, "Kevin, can you help us make the Amazing Spider-Man 3? And Kevin said, "Nope. How about you just let us do it?" And they're like, "No, we want to make the Amazing Spider-Man three. We like Andrew Garfield." And he's like, "Just let us make the movie." We'll make the movie. It'll be fantastic. We'll make Spider-Man. We'll reboot it. It'll fit into the MCU. You can use our stuff. And then now we got to the point where we got, spoiler alert, all three Spider-Mans in one movie. Uh, Max, what were your thoughts on this film? Uh, I, I thought it was all right. Um, I definitely had a great time watching it. Um, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun as I was watching it. But then like, as I look back on some things, I'm like, well... Uh, you know, like there's a little bit of this and that, but um, I did enjoy the the Spider Verseness of it um, when they had the three uh, Spider Men on there. Um, I liked a lot of those scenes when they're when they're geeking out about Tobey Maguire having organic uh, spinnerets. Uh, th- that that's hilarious. Yeah, like, <laughs> where where does that come from? Does it just come <laughs> from your arms, or does it come from other places? And he's like, like "Don't make fun of me," and they're like, "We're not. We just we can't do that." So, yeah, so it's scientifically interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so no, that, that, I thought all that was really good and, and very well done. I liked the dialogue. I did like the uh, um, Andrew Garfield getting to save MJ, like that big mm-hmm. deal. I thought that was really cool and very well acted. Um, uh, there's, there's just like a few like plot things where I'm, I'm like, ah, guys, like, you know, cause, uh, Dr. Strange weaves this spell that it was like, and the whole universe is cracking apart and Spider-Man's like, well, why don't we just do the spell again? Dr. Strange's like, that won't work. And he's like, but what if we do the spell again? And he's like, you're right. <laughs> he's thinking that peter means the spell where you know some people remember and then he says you know well just make them all forget uh that's i I don't think like that's not what i got from i'll clarify it's a bit of a difference in the spell i I will i'll I'll get stick i'll be a stickler on this part the first spell is like everyone because you know the last movie ended everyone knows peter spider-man he the original spell was i want everyone to forget that i am spider-man New spell is I want everyone to forget Peter Parker. Peter Parker, yeah. yeah. So oh, okay. It's kind of okay. like which brings up a whole bunch of questions too, because you know stuff like social security number and driver's <laughs> license. Well, Peter GED, doesn't need a driver's right? license. High school GED, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like I mean, I guess there's there's potential to explore elsewhere. I I um, yeah, my my favorite part of this movie, well. One of many favorite parts is William Defoe. Like William Defoe was so good yes. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Willem mm-hmm. Defoe's good too. Terrible. I can't think of the yes. other actor's name. The guy who plays Doc Ock, like the Alfred Molina. All no. the villains. Even Jamie Foxx was better. Throw me the idol. Around. 
Trophy the Eye. Well, yeah, that's because they had better writers. Like Sony mm-hmm. sucks, <laughs> and and I mean, <laughs> like like Marvel is even just like, look, we'll even take all your characters and we'll do them better than you. Like it's it's it's, it's not even a thing. Like <laughs> Sony <laughs> just sucks. <laughs> Does he still have the crappy Power Rangers mask? No, no. Oh, For no, like just, thirty yeah. seconds. Okay, okay. There's, that's cool. There's a nice wink to the fans when he smashes it. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's good because yeah, then he's the Green Goblin and he's scarier as I like the, like that you put the, put the spoiler <laughs> alert after the spoiler. I know his, regu- his regular. <laughs> he verbally said it. It's oh. fine. He I kept yeah. accidentally clicking on it, but seeing them all three together, and I like Max said the interaction between Toby, Andrew, and um, Tom was amazing. Like their chemistry was awesome, and I like it when they're keep, they keep telling Andrew because he's kind of like the depressed one out of the three, and they're like, "Dude, you're amazing." No, you're amazing. Like, you really are just amazing. Well, I mean, just call out to how many people dumped on his two movies, right? Yeah. Like, just, yeah. just tore him a new rear end. I don't and know. That, most people like the first one. That definitely yeah, the one, one. I thought the first one was solid. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely the highlight of this movie for me when I saw it. It was like, I, I just, it just reminded me how much I love Andrew Garfield in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like, I watched the social network. Sorry. The social network, tick, tick, boom. He's getting a lot of. Uh, Buzz about getting nominated for that, I think. How, Mike, how is that? I'm, I really want to watch it because Rent's one of my favorites. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've heard, I've seen the trailer and the singing is okay. I, I'm not a fan of the idea of Tick Tick Boom just because it's from the guy who did Wait, Rent, and I'm just kind of like meh. But so he's like sucking his own dick. Is it an actual like <laughs> sequel to Rent? <laughs> what? Is it an actual sequel to Rent? No, no, it's about oh, the guy oh, who okay. made Rent. Yeah, it's oh. the guy who made Rent making <laughs> a terrible. fucking musical about the guy who made Rent. And yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, look how awesome I am. I mean, I'll take it <laughs> over, great. I'll take it over whatever Dear Evan Hansen was with the 40-year-old playing a teen. <laughs> I'm like, unable to pay. That took me like, back, uh, that took me back to the rainy rap, days of Spider-Man. Yeah, you mean Tobey like, Maguire playing Spider-Man? But like <laughs> I was fine with it this time because he was supposed to be 400 years old. So that's that's totally But yeah. No, like I, I thought yeah, I'm with Max kind of on this. I thought uh, No Way Home was fine. It, it's entertaining. I'm. It takes a lot to wow me. I, I definitely gotta say, like between this and Spider Verse, Spider Verse has a lot more heart than this one. I felt yes, and so mm-hmm. I connect with that one a little bit more than I do No Way Home. And also, there's a lot of bigger creative decisions with Spider Verse inherently because it's animated. So mm-hmm. you get to dabble with some different styles right off the mm-hmm. bat. Um, I'm excited for Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. uh, but yeah. No Way Home was fun. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping that we would be in the universe where nobody says with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> but unfortunately they had to cram it in there. That was the buildup to it, Max. I, That's his come that. to Jesus moment. They say with great power comes great responsibility in this one, thus ruining the entire um, Tom Holland Spider-Man scene. <laughs> 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 I was no, waiting I, for Pesci Uncle Ben. I was I was kind of disappointed oh, there was no great. Pesci Uncle Ben. That would have been great. Cool. Because you, been know, cool. you know Marvel people would have been like, hey, remember when Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci were a thing and my cousin Vinny, yeah. why not make him Uncle Ben? Fans will love so that because we That'd love it. We love pleasing the fans first and foremost, and then telling a story. So, <laughs> hey, I would have really dug uh, Joe Pesci, Uncle Ben, as, as long as he was like 
the gangster Joe Pesci. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if he was like smashing some dude's head in a vice <laughs> and like telling Peter with great power, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as he's like, like, like beating some some dude in the 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 trunk of a car with a baseball bat. Like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you got your head in a vice for that fuck. <laughs> Oh God, Uncle Ben working for the king. I was ben. just watching yes. Casino last night too. Like I was just splayed on my couch. I'm just like, man, this movie's long, but man, Joe yeah. Pesci helps me not feel the length of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Heat for me. With uh, yeah, Heat is a Gina. watch. That's yeah, hilarious. but it's so I, good. It's, it's great. It's great. It's it's worth it. But uh, yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. Um, you know, it's like, uh, or even like Batman, the long Halloween, like it just yes. feels long, long. Yeah. <laughs> the like, long, I mean, it, it's, it's in the title. <laughs> right. Right. No, no, they weren't kidding. <laughs> they weren't kidding. <laughs> Speaking but, uh, of length, I will say no way home clips along pretty well. Yeah. Like at no point does it feel like things really grind to a halt too much. Like it's constantly moving. So I, I like where the movie sets up spider-man's future i like how we've got the spider-man we more so know from the comic books like in an apartment i, I am not a fan of that costume <laughs> the new one yeah. oh the traditional the shiny one. like satin yeah like yeah huh. I, I'm, I was not digging that at all i mean I, I don't like the tony stark versus like costume that they had him in but the, the change i'm not a fan of you know that was basically the civil war costume right because he got that for the civil war version of it right yeah i don't know i was just gonna say yeah he got upgrade there was a time in the comics he mj and Aunt may moved into avengers tower and he became like tony stark's junior apprentice type of thing mm -hmm. and so he made him a whole bunch of stuff and yeah that was cool. around civil war time and then I he got kicked out of the tower when he was like caps right <laughs> I, it, it, it was funny both times i went um daredevil you know matt murdoch shows up and um the entire audience went or half the audience crowd goes oh, yes and the other half of the crowd is like the girlfriends what? or boyfriends going who's that who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that happened to me because my sister has not watched daredevil so mm -hmm. uh, we always go to to each new marvel movie together so you know like I, i've got like you know my, my friends and family on one side like oh awesome like you know and then when he catches that brick you know like great scene great scene of Matt Murdock loved it definitely loved to get him in the Marvel Universe but then like my sister's like who the fuck is this guy like well, what is going on how upset and rowdy would have the crowd have been if it turned out the big reveal was it's Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock oh, that would oh, so god. funny oh my god I would have laughed my ass off Funny. You just, and then you see the John camera Favreau there up. being like, "I know you." <laughs> that would have been funny because John Favreau's happy Hogan, exactly. and then, yeah. yeah, he was yeah, foggy yeah. in the other one. He doesn't, he doesn't even have any kind of lines or anything. The camera just stands up to him, like like crying next to a, a cross <laughs> yeah. in, in, but, in the rain. But Electra's him on the back. He needs whatever yeah, yeah. the hell. <laughs> he needs whatever the hell his haircut was, his hairstyle was in the last duel. Like, yeah, okay. Bring there you go. Ben Affleck from the last duel in as Ben Affleck's Matt Murdock, but with the same hair. <laughs> you frosted your you frosted your hair again. Oh, yeah, I frosted the my frosted hair tips and the yeah. medieval times. <laughs> Gotta love those frosted tips. I I give Spider Man four and a half. It's everything I like about going to see big budget movies on the big screen. I had fun. Got through the popcorn. I got to see my kids' enjoyment in the experience. And yeah, uh, all in. I can't wait to see where. Uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man goes and I really hope it means things for Toby Maguire and um amazing and um Andrew Garfield down the line because I I like those it guys doesn't. 
It doesn't have to mean things for Tobey Maguire. That's, that's, he's that's he's rich. He's okay. <laughs> yeah. is like, the dude, the dude plays he's poker. He's yeah. okay. Yeah, I think he can be very happy yeah. just making random cameos for the rest of his life. And yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see the continuation in Doctor Strange. Uh, I, I like what I didn't like was they they make they're like oh there's two post credit scenes in Spider Man and then the the second post credit scene is just the trailer for Doctor Strange. Well, I mean, it's not like uh, yeah, I was a little bummed out about that. Too. That's they, funny. They, they did that with uh, First Avenger. Uh, it was yeah. a regular post credit, or not even oh. a regular post credit thing. It was like bef- right before the credits, and then the actual post credit thing was the Avengers teaser. So it's Deadly. like it's not unheard of. They you did all have just been primed for mid post credit stuff. That's, fair. That's, That's all. Fair. They they did it because they couldn't advertise Doctor Strange before that moment. But um, I like how Marvel handled the advertisement for this movie. Like, I mean, most of the trailers were the exact same things, just cut different ways. And I mean, they tried with editing Toby and Andrew out of that one fight scene where you can see the two guys charging at air. But I mean, that, that's a little too much. Maybe just don't put that scene in next time, Marvel. I know what you were doing. I know Sony wanted you to show more of Andrew and Toby, but the mark yeah. the marketing took care of itself because if you ever went online at any point, like there was leaks galore, and the. Audience was the marketing machine for this too, so it's like good. That was actually a pretty good strategy, honestly. It's like let's leak something, let them foam yeah, at the mouth over it for a while, and uh, I, they'll, yeah. they'll build themselves up. Uh, we, we could talk about Hawkeye in a minute too, because this kind of leads into that with uh, Dare, yeah, more Daredevil yeah. stuff. Um, it's a four out of five, Max. Uh, I give it a, a four, like a, a low four, if that makes any sense. Like, not, not 4. like point three, you know, you know, like, like. More like a three point eight to a four point one, like in that range. Uh, I, it's again, like it's so fun to watch. You have a lot of fun watching it, but then, like when you look back on it, it's like, well, Aunt May, like they made Aunt May a different character in this one, I thought, than she was in the other ones. And, it's the most and character she's gotten in these movies. That, that's yeah. also true, but like it's, it's. I, I don't know if, and then I, I hate with great power comes great responsibility. I fucking can't stand that. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was just really yeah, hoping. Yeah. Really hoping that this would be like the one universe where they don't say it. Like that, that would be cool, right? Like we could be the one universe. But anyway, Max, that's you know what? I, I gotta admit, you know, when Aunt May said it, it didn't bother me. But when they're on the the the, the top of the building, and Tom Holland goes with great power, and then Tobey Maguire looks at Andrew Garfield, and they're like, "Comes great responsibility." I'm like, ugh. I like rolling I mean, my eyes. That's yeah, yeah. that's, that's that, it's time. a comic book movie. It's like, what do you want? It's <laughs> yeah. like, that, and that's right in line with like Raimi style Spider Man yeah. too. That's the corny kind of stuff that would happen in the Raimi verses, completing each other's sentences like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Raimi's the director fair. of uh, Doctor Strange, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Justin, he, yeah. He's gonna make a Marvel movie. Is or what's gonna is, happen? Is my uh, uh, is my ranking? <laughs> yeah, I would I'd say four point five. I mean, I liked it a lot. I, it, it, I like Spider Verse. Whenever we can get it, I was a big fan of the '90s cartoon. Right, anytime we can add more Spider Man into it, um, I'm a sucker for that type of stuff. Spider Man and Associates. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Madam Web is Klaus, coming. Klaus, what was it? Yakov. Yakov Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yakov Spider Man. Oh man, that that does remind me. Have you guys? I saw it on, on a Facebook post. I don't know if it was from one of you guys or not, but uh, there, there's a dude that goes to cons and just plays Uncle Ben, and and <laughs> like 
lays at the feet down. of every Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there like a Thomas and Martha? Awesome. There's a Thomas and Martha Wayne duo that does that too. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Yeah, they have like chalk <laughs> outlines that you lay out on the. That's awesome. That and roses great. and pearls. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I love, yeah. Kudos to anyone who does that. That's, that's yeah. the next level stuff. That's as cool as hell. <laughs> Mike, rating? Oh, it, um, it instantly legitimize any any Batman or Spider Man <laughs> doing that. <laughs> um, three point five for me, which is still like because, like I said, I, I enjoyed it just fine. It didn't blow me away, and it didn't. I couldn't get invested too much just because I do like Tom Holland as a performer. This particular iteration of spidey i get what they're going for it's like let's just pull out all the stops and have them play in the mcu for a while some of that works for me some of it doesn't this was just the continuation of stuff that kind of didn't work for me mostly but i like the performances i love seeing toby and andrew back andrew's the mvp in my opinion and um yeah i I i'm curious to see what they do if sony keeps up the agreement to share them that's the thing. They kind of set it up here at the end where they don't necessarily have to have Spider-Man come back to the MCU if Sony decides, like, we're going to take our toys elsewhere and mm-hmm. see if Morbius has a chance of being good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that movie's going to fucking suck. Yeah, it got it delayed again. This is the new New Mutants. <laughs> oh, my oh, no. God. Well, it, oh, got, no. it got delayed because of COVID, but um, yeah. we'll see. Oh, yeah, we'll, but... see. we'll see what Morbius does. I... Oh, Thank God there's a global pandemic. We don't have to put this fucking shit but, movie out. But that's the thing is that this movie wraps things up where you could never see Peter Park, Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the MCU again. But it's a perfect like ending for that version of the character if you if that's the way they want to go with it. They probably won't because they like money, so yes. they'll keep him in there. Yeah, but. Sony Sony president announced or said in an interview that they plan on doing three more movies with Marvel and Kevin Feige shot her <laughs> look like bitch, we haven't negotiated that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... You know what though? Like kudos to Sony. Like they keep on like, like they keep they, on reaching they realize trying. that they suck. <laughs> they realize that they suck and they're keep on like, oh, you know, like we're doing lots of things, you know, like you'll see this in Marvel movies, and Marvel's like, uh no. But then you end up seeing the shit happen. Yeah, yeah. So like so many... mm-hmm. like <laughs> slide money under the table. Like, listen, you're like... gonna put this in there. You just don't know it yet. There's another email breach. <laughs> like, once, once the fans get a hold of it and start clamoring for whatever, like Marvel's gonna do it. So like, oh man, you know, Dan, them. you took me back. Remember to the good. Remember the good old days of email breaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one of the things That's hilarious. Um, let me finish my statement before Max yells at me. One of the things I really like. What the fuck? One of the things I really liked about No Way Home was the first post credit scene with Venom because as a somebody who enjoyed and finds the movies like super hilarious and they're not great, but whatever. But uh, somebody who you know the fans were so excited that Venom was going to be in this because of the post credit scene at the end of Venom Two. He shows up for like one minute at the end in the post credit scene. Just to leave a little bit of the symbiote oh, yeah. behind and then mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. I wanted I wanted a post credit scene where we see um oh, that 70s show kid. I can't think of his name. Oh, we see him. Oh geez. Yeah, and then Grace. Tom Hardy's venom is like makes some kind of smart ass comment and then eats him. I that would have been really funny. <laughs> I'm okay with how they used Venom in the Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought that was fantastic trolling. Uh, yeah, then that's the only thing that makes, makes you think that they're gonna actually make a, a Marvel and another is you're gonna see Spider Man again is because the black did, suit, like, yeah, that no, black suit. Actually, 
is going to hitchhike from the island resort. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's going to thumb its way up to New York City. Yep. Yep. It's it's whatever, but like they did kind of leave the door open for that next Spider Man movie. So Um, I, I would love to see a Marvel Venom to see if they do it right. I mean, like, I loved. Michael Keaton as the vulture. Uh, I, I I think they can do good villains. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, we'll uh, see, because Michael Keaton is also in Morbius as vulture. As, as vulture. But you don't know how long, like, yeah. it, it could be the same shit where it's like a post-credit scene yeah. where he's in it for a fucking 30 <laughs> seconds and it's like, oh, okay, well, we showed you the entirety of what he's doing. And making you think that there's like something else to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he shows up. It's going to set up Morbius too. I want to yeah. tell you about the uh, Sinister Six um, team we have initiative. He's, um, he's the Nick Fury of the Sinister yeah. Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's transition to Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye came out of nowhere. I didn't think I'd like it. I thought it was going to be cheesy, kind of. Um, uh, and it Max, was. I, I didn't know I needed an Avengers musical. Like I want to see an Avengers musical. No, that that musical sucks balls. Like if, if they made an Avengers musical and it was that, I, I'm not down. I don't it, want to see that. It's cute. It, it was frankly, yeah, it might be a little weak for some of us, but I'm honestly like, that's what they'd make. Like yeah, <laughs> they did. It's called Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't have to watch that. Um, People got no, concussions. I, I I dug Hawkeye. I, I liked uh, I liked a lot of the things I got going because um they they pulled from my favorite Hawkeye book, the uh, Matt Fraction Hawkeye um, comics. So like there's there's a lot of elements from that, and I, and I really really dug that comic. So I was happy with this one. I liked um Haley. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Really dug her. Uh, I like her as an actress, so it was good to see her. And I thought she did a really good job as as Hawkeye. And um, yeah, I, the, the thing I didn't like most about the show was Kingpin. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, uh, I mean, like he, he went from this like super elegant dude, like like the Kingpin was very classy, and they they made him like like thuggish and not no, I mean, like. Well, He's according to D'Onofrio said, remember, this is like five or six years after the events of Daredevil. Yeah, so he's like okay. trying to rebuild up. My my main issue was just like this dialogue feels weird. Like Dare, I, I remember Daredevil's writing for Ken, Kingpin being a lot slicker. And yeah. this is a Disney Plus show, so I'm not expecting stellar lines from it all the time. But like, I don't know, something about I like seeing him in the role again. It's fun. Yes. Like he's a great he's a great performer for it. But something about his dialogue in this particular show, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Well, he was in one episode. We'll see what they do with him going forward. The one thing I could have done without, and I loved Florence Pugh in this show. I think she was fantastic. Just drop the Russian accent, guys. Like let's. You guys can't do it. Marvel actors just don't pull it off very well. And you guys her, did it with uh, Scarlet Witch. You guys let her yeah. drop the Russian her accent. Her accent is more convincing than Scarlet Witch's. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I was not uh, I was not offended by the, the faux Russian accent. <laughs> One thing I thought the show did really well was really good at scaling back. Because I think Max told me this. It felt more like the Netflix shows and as far as um, the, the aspect and the tone of the show. But um, yeah, I, I'm surprised at how much I liked Hawkeye. I think it's my favorite out of the Marvel shows last well, year. It is. It is Marvel. The only Marvel Christmas 
So that's probably why you like it even more. (laughs) Wasn't there supposed to be a Gardens Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special or something? Yeah, next year. Next year. Okay, I thought it was supposed to be this year. (laughs) I'm glad we're back to. I'm glad we're back to a year's worth of uh, Marvel material and not the two years worth that we got last year. Just like back to back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Let it breathe. I didn't. I didn't feel too over overwhelmed by it. Uh, like the the amount of material. I mean, because like Eternals sucked balls, and yeah, I'm like Shang Chi was refreshing. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Sorry, God. sorry for being American. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> okay, mom. Jesus. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Shang Chi. I'm like Jesus. Shang Chi. <laughs> they are. Uh, Disney is releasing the. Um, Extended cut of Eternals. I, I don't. Of care. course, I, would. I don't it's, care. Honestly, it's a movie I want to see because there's a lot of holes in that film. But I'm so, curious to see. I guarantee you, they're only extending it to add more holes. <laughs> see, I I didn't feel like there there was, there was too much Marvel stuff because I didn't watch uh, most of Any it. Of so. it most of the <laughs> <laughs> I watched Shang Chi. It was, it was, yeah. okay, all right. After everybody else did, but I watched yeah. it. It was okay. Yeah, Be a fun challenge, Sofa. Um, yeah. yeah, like I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I can deal with this as a schedule because, like, I don't know. I, I, after after the, the the close of of Endgame, I just um, I'm kind of half checked out of Marvel because, like, I just don't think it's yeah. like they're not following their own thing anymore. Where it's like take well, heard, time to go ahead. I well, I heard with all the multiverse type stuff setting up, I heard like a rumor. That Secret War is going to be like one of the like they're going to lift from the 2015 Secret Wars where everything's like Battle World and you got these different versions of characters oh. running around. Rumor. I don't think that's what. I don't know if for sure if that's what they plan to do, but I guess if you're going to try to top Infinity, it seems know. like a a weird rabbit hole to go down for a movie theater. Like yeah, like I I like some of that, but I don't see how it would work cinematically. Yeah. It worked for No Way Home, like because yeah. you yeah, expected yeah. it to be very fan servicey, and you like those versions of the characters. But like, you really want to like they're gonna try it with Flash first. Obviously, <laughs> the Flash movie is just gonna be that. And yeah. We'll see how well that goes over with people, even though they got Michael Keaton there for that. But. I feel, I, I, uh, I'm I'm uh, indifferent on the Flash because I don't feel like Michael Keaton would do it just to do it. So that's like the one thing that gives me some hope with the Flash movie. But other than that, I, I heard Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck really felt like it was a good send off for his version of Batman. Was this movie? So yeah, they're kicking cool. him out and adding Keaton to the new DCEU apparently, because Keaton is going to be in Batgirl as like, the older Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and that's the third side from Max. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. I'm so excited. I think they're going to use Batgirl. I think they're going to use Batgirl to do the more Batman Beyond storyline. But I don't uh, want to see I don't want to see see a Secret Wars without Doctor Doom. So well, I mean, yeah. the Fantastic Four is on its way. Like I feel, Fantastic Four will be their big. And, yeah, um, and guess, actual Doctor Doom. Not yeah, we need whatever to we that. got He's the last really couple times. Doom. Right, yeah. any of the previous attempts. And then, yeah, then, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Want, yeah. I also yeah. don't want Sony to worm their way into this shit <laughs> and fucking be like, oh, look, look, our, we have a Fantastic Four. No, we no, have no. A they only Doom. got. Yeah, yeah. they only, they only can handle Spider Man stuff <laughs> directed by Roger Corman's son I, or something. I, <laughs> shit, yeah, two things on Ant Man and the Quantum. Uh, Quantum Mania. One is Bill Murray's going to be the villain of that movie, and I'm so excited about that. Huh. 
And number two, I think I said this on the podcast. Like, wait a minute, wasn't the villain supposed to be what's his name, Kang, the guy from Howard the yeah. Duck? That okay, that's, Bill Murray is yeah. one of the villains. Like, he's in it as a bad guy. Oh, okay. I've read. Um, John, but I've, I've said this on this cast before. <laughs> I think the Fantastic Four already existed, and they're in that uh, the quantum world, and then we're going to see them come back out of it in Ant Man three. I think that's when they're going to get introduced. But I think, uh, regardless, yeah. do they have dinosaurs? I... I'm wait. I, I'm I'm holding. Like I don't. I'm gonna stand by my previous statement. I do not want to see a Secret Wars without a Doctor Doom. And the Doctor Doom they give me needs to be fucking Doctor Doom. Okay. Like I I need a real a real legitimate shot oh, no, at Doctor no. Doom. No, we're gonna give you Trevor Doom. again. And then, no. then, then there's gonna yeah, be yeah, somebody who's like, Trevor's I love be... Trevor. Trevor is the best thing <laughs> that do. ever happened. Yeah. All yeah. I do love Trevor, but uh, they seem to learn from their mistakes. I don't think they're gonna pull that on you guys no, again. They did. Well, Boba Fett's a good call on Dom T with the weird rings and stuff. I don't know. It's just it, it, it works just like uh, the weird uh, Doctor Strange's magic thing. Like like. Uh, yeah. No. I. I, uh, I quibbles. Really it's all wish. fake. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just being. Isn't everything? I, I mean, no, I like, yeah, I, like I don't know how to eject out of this tangent. So, let's go back to talking about the rent guy again. <laughs> yeah, rent. <laughs> also fake. Okay. No, no, we, we could transition. Um, uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye is three, three point five for me, Max. Uh, probably like a three. It, it, it is entertaining. I would say, like, it's not like devoid of anything good but it's not great i don't think it's great so like a three three out of five another, it's another fast binge though justin i haven't seen it yet i'll watch it soon but no not... spoilers <laughs> nah, <that's laughs> fine. i think I've, we've read the run of it in common yeah. monthly poll so i'm not super concerned about nice spoilers. which might be coming back soon um saj the boss say saj we missed you buddy um he said did you guys like boba fett which is a perfect transition to our next topic which is boba the fett, boba fett. <laughs> Baba. And I'm going to say Max yeah. last. I already know Max's opinion on this, so let's see if we can get a I mean, he sighed, so. I'm going to suck that side back in. <laughs> yeah. Mike. Mike seems to be more on the positive side with me. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, the Star Wars stuff, so far, I mean, we've only got, like, Mandalorian and those anime things, which I haven't seen yet. But, like, Mandalorian, <laughs> I was lukewarm on. I'm kind of like, okay, the this is kind of what I expected it to be. Nothing really wowed or thrilled me. Boba Fett, I am liking that it, it, yeah, it's taking its time a little bit, but I am appreciative of those slower moments more so than I was in something like Mandalorian. I do like the flashback stuff. I like sort of the um, the building of his character after that because there really wasn't much character to begin with with <laughs> that guy. And I think, what's his name? Temura Morrison does a really good job with the material you know it's the first time that i'm kind of like okay i don't mind that they changed his audio for those special editions now because <laughs> now that i know that there's an actual character under that mask i yeah, kind of dig it so <laughs> it's fine yeah um, and i like i also like this it's like i like that the tuscan raider kind of mythology is being expanded so they're not just like faceless mindless brutes like you get to know them a little bit so. they're animals and i slaughtered them like animals yeah, that kind of okay, makes makes him look like a bigger dick now, doesn't it? Hi, <laughs> right, Dan. What about you? Okay, when I watched the first episode, 
I, I got to say, I wasn't loving it. Okay. There's a, a bald guy in his PJs just walking around. He's in a tank a like, lot. Like he's tough shit. But, uh, <laughs> what's that? He's in a tank a lot. Tank yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, and and that that whole the the fight with the whole plastic shield things and oh and my stuff, god so that that lame. was terrible. <laughs> but then then I go and I watch the uh, second episode this morning, and I really like this one. I really do. I, I want a whole spinoff series of 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 the Tucson Raiders here. And <laughs> yeah, the past Boba Vett stuff is way stronger than what he's doing in the present. Yeah, his... well, I I, I kind of like, like the whole the the whole uh, 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 mayor thing. This time was cool. The rancor thing thing was dumb, but but the whole the whole like 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 mayor guy. It's like you know if I, if I were to do that, then eh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's slimy enough to be a good bad guy. And and I I, I like the big scary Wookie. Uh, nice. And and it it doesn't hurt that he he's gotten out out of his PJs in, in the uh, flashbacks and now now he's wearing a cool cloak thing. So 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 I I'm I went from there to to this is pretty cool so far. I have only seen the first episode. I haven't seen the second one, but okay. um I thought it was I, I enjoyed it. It's fine. Like it, I don't have high expectations for Star Wars like a lot of people do. I just enjoy whatever they show me and if I'm entertained, I'm entertained and I I was entertained by the story because Boba Fett is no offense, I'm on Max's team with this. He's been a lame character up until The Mandalorian, and I liked him on The Mandalorian, and I like him in this so far. So we'll see like where it goes. It's hard, really, to judge a TV show based on the first couple episodes because it all depends on how it wraps up in the end. But so far, the journey's, journey's fine. It's fun. I mean, the the character does get Vader to point at him and say, no disintegrations. That, that <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> but but yeah the the, the whole uh sarlacc pit and stuff eh. mm-hmm. uh the big scary wookie is from the comic books and worked alongside dr afra oh okay dr. that's a afro. that's from the marvel comics that mm-hmm. they did i, mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. like the star wars is rewarding the people that are reading their new expanded universe and like I mean, their comic books were great when I read them. I haven't read a lot yeah. of them recently, but the, the Vader one was great. I really it's still pretty the good. One. They're yeah. doing a good job to um, incorporate stuff without us needing to know what it was if we didn't read the comic books. Hmm. So, but Max, tell us why we're all wrong. <laughs> Is he frozen or he's just, just too angry uh, to respond? I'm, I'm having some technical <laughs> difficulties. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I, can you guys am i coming through okay or my child yeah, yes. yeah, okay all right yeah so it's, it's sorry my computer is is lagging a little bit here uh boba fett sucks it's, <laughs> <laughs> i'm still watching it like I, i'm still watching it i'm hoping that it turns the corner i wish they would have either done boba fett getting to the mandalorian point the show or boba fett after the mandalorian the show i don't like that they're trying to do both at the same time um i because i i dig like you're saying i dig the tuscan raider stuff and i dig you know like some of the stuff that they got going on in the new world i just don't like the trying to do it at the same time isn't that kind um, of the same setup as the, arrow <laughs> Arrow has yes. the same kind of thing. Yes. You got to get back to the island. Go back to the island. <laughs> Just like lost. Running to John Locke. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Boba Fett show right now. Um, I don't like that, like, they had this dude, like, Tatooine's got two sons. Now, if you walk through the desert in, like, your pajamas in <laughs> on Earth, like, if you go through the Sahara Desert, try it. See how long you last. It's not very long. Like, you can't go to a planet with two sons. And walk around in your pajamas with no shoes <laughs> and not wear and, a hat and live. I mean, like <laughs> moisture farmers walk around in their pajamas, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. But but like, they live on a moisture it. farm. They, they, <laughs> they live have in literally the, the only place that has moisture. <laughs> he had he had one of so, the water sack things and <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, I'm not buying it. Is it? Well, I'm curious. Like, is there? Is there any research done like with multiple suns in that solar system cause you to be a, have a hotter planet? Like, it sounds like it would, but if your atmosphere is thicker, I'm sure. Be that I mean, stuff. maybe they're they're further away from their suns yeah. than, yeah. than, than the or their atmosphere is way the stronger. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't they, have a they, they don't they use desert planet. Like most of the <laughs> planet is desert. <laughs> they they don't use CFCs because they just wander around their pajamas. <laughs> Tatooine is doing <laughs> the spice. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, like that's what I'm saying. But in Dune, in Dune, their suits are made specifically to survive the desert. And they, and they, they they've got more moons. If you than don't wear one, you die. They yeah. say that multiple times. But Max, he's a clone. Yeah. Yeah. So he's able to live. Yeah. Oh, his feet are basically. Dune. I don't know. I don't know what the logic is, but made of hard leather. I'm just like, that's easy shit. You know what I'm saying? And especially, like, he's hanging out with these Tusken Raiders, and, and they don't give him any Tusken garb no. to survive the fucking desert. And well, I'm you like, don't know. Maybe, what the fuck are you doing? Maybe he was able to stave off a lot from that sweet, sweet Sarlacc juice. You never yeah. know. That stuff hydrates the hell out of Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the preservative Sarlacc juice. He was probably, he was probably milking, those interior, milking those interior Sarlacc teats. Man, that's a I sentence mean, I did not want to hear you know. I just don't know. How <laughs> I don't Go know ahead, how, how they're going to transition him into to, you know you know Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin. That, that, that's that's what I want. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's I'm watching Boba Fett, but then like I'm I'm just like this is adding more shit to your bullshit Boba Fett argument. Like just so, like that's that's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Boba Fett's so cool. It's like, no, he's actually um, not. <laughs> oh, I'm honest. I would hear a little bit. Max is the idea of like, I want him to focus on one story. Like the the crime story, the crime story is the weaker of the sub of the plots. I feel just because it's taking forever for that to kind of pick up. I love, but I do love the growth and development they're doing with him with regards to the Tuscans. But yeah, it's like I, I do kind of wish they'd pick up or focus on one more than the other, but who knows? They might still do that. They might do that. Right. Okay. He 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 got got new clothes in the second episode. Yes, Sash, he did get new clothes in the second episode, but that episode was weeks of time that had gone by. Okay. (laughs) No sunburn on his head. (laughs) I mean, they're taking care of him. Clearly they, they gave him those egg sack thing, those water sack things. They gave him some egg sacks. They gave him a lizard. They they made him sniff a lizard. Yeah, shitty, 
shitty writing. And I'm you like, you just see Come Boba on, Fett guys. high stepping across the desert. Like, yeah. yeah, no, no. It's, it's, I kind of wanted to see more no of that. You fucking... know, he has a has a fun ride with a te- with a Sasquatch and yeah. <laughs> who's his dad. <laughs> I did kind of like that spirit journey nah. thing he did. It's like the one tree in the desert. The spirit journey thing yeah, was yeah. cool. I, I'll agree with that. The spirit journey thing was cool, but again, like, a it was at night. Okay, now I fully believe you can walk around in the desert at night. But was it? It's not blazing hot. Well, no, it's super cold. <laughs> that, that's the well, problem with the desert. <laughs> he was basically he was basically tripping. So maybe it wasn't at night. Maybe it was in the yeah. middle of like high noon. <laughs> but he just felt like it was well, night. Maybe, well, maybe the lizard uh, yeah, just so. just gave him a day for night filter. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's wandering through pod no, people I, in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not hearing it. I'm not hearing it. This is why this is why I love Dune so much. You know, because I'm like, they you know, in, in, in one story, like they they've checked all the boxes, like oh all the little things that you're like, well, how do they live, live in the desert? Well, they have suits that reclaim like ninety-eight percent of their moisture, so they never lose it. Like how do how do they do this? Second. Oh, they walk a different way so they can travel the desert. They 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 fucking do different things. Like they, they, all of it's explained and it's totally fine. Like no one yeah. no one but gave a shit that they, they bothered to make giant, sense giant of anything. That come after you yeah. if you walk weird. <laughs> you just reminded me of a fun tweet I saw a while back where it was like uh what was it you step like this and you won't attract the worm and someone's like christopher walken dancing across the desert <laughs> that's what the lyric i just realized like holy shit that's what the lyrics from yeah walking like this and don't attract the worm <laughs> nice yes okay so like that all works you it's easy <laughs> yeah. to do that and you just chose not to that's that's my problem you just Chose not to. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. The story I means mean, that Max wants. The, the Tuscan Raiders. It's not that. It's not that. I'm looking at the story that you provide. You know I like and, to needle and, and it's you. It's full of fucking holes. You know I like to needle you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we're perfectly fine with space wizards with laser swords flying around on on, you know, faster than light ships and stuff but 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 you get to a planet but and hydrate problems. yeah hey, yeah hydrate yeah, yeah. Water hydrate and, and no sunburn important. on your giant bald head pajama dad <laughs> pajama dad <laughs> i mean it's like you you make the point to put the tuscan raiders in a special garb that makes them survive the desert and then but does it really i mean like, they got layers and layers it's like it's like it's winter yeah. to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever honestly. it is whatever the, whatever it is that they got fucking going on they need that shit like it's not just <laughs> what do they look like under that is it is it like a dalek or they they just like a weird are you wondering that piece of skin like Ooh, oh i wonder God. if that's something they're gonna do i wonder if they're finally gonna reveal what's under the tuscan raider like mask like it's, it's terrifying, terrifying, right if they and it's luke if they're regular people or if it's just something or like someone else posted, like, what do Jawas look like? And I'm like, Mothman. They look like they all look like mm-hmm. Mothman under yeah. their robes. That sounds <laughs> like 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 Richard no, Gears. They're, uh, they're all Mel yes. Brooks. <laughs> like like all Richard Gears, Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Schwartz's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From luck. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right, everybody. We will be back in just a few moments with Jesse Camacho from the Netflix series Lock and Key. Can't wait to talk to him. They need to put him on that show a lot more because dude is really funny. We've talked to him before. And uh, stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Talk commercial. Take five.
Hey, Jason, have you ever been accused of a crime? I have not yet, John. But if I ever was, there's only one man I would call, Boba and that Boba man fan, two out is of five. Benjamin Matlock. Just, uh, forgot to throw that out there. You would be right to do that because he's uh, a guy I'll that can you certainly out with clear five. name of any accusations that come your way. Come doesn't matter, man. If you're accused of, say, murdering your ex-husband on a TV cooking show or using a pair of scissors to stab your business manager to death. Or maybe, maybe you sneak into your landlord's office and off him overnight during the Christmas season. Matlock can get you taken care of. And you know what? He's also a dude that is the subject of a pretty cool podcast called Matt Talk. Right, Jason? Yeah, he is. And uh, I'm so glad John just aired out all my dirty laundry. But um, <laughs> it's great to know that when I stab my landlord or I you know, commit any crimes, I can call one man and that one man is benjamin matlock that's right and you can check out our podcast called matt talk every second and fourth monday of the month is available on all the podcasting platforms including anchor just go to anchor.fm slash matt talk and it's available through the facebook page of course that is at matt talk podcast and uh you could check out every single episode drop and real soon Real soon, it'll be available every Saturday at noon through the Scene Snobs channel. Just look for Scene Snob, the Scene Snobs, excuse me, on Facebook or the SceneSnobs.com. Jason, tell them about the email and the Twitter account, please. You guys can email us anytime at B-N-M-A-T-T-A-L-K at gmail.com. That is BenMattTalk at gmail.com. One more time, BenMattTalk at gmail.com. Email me. Let us know what you think of this commercial. Let us know what you think of the episodes. We have some great interviews with Lori Lathine and um, Linda Pearl and Scott Valentine and a ton of other great episodes. And by the way, check us out on Twitter. We just got on Twitter at Matt Talk underscore podcast. And so, ladies and gentlemen, check out an episode. And as they say in court, nothing further. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Gremlin. And we're the host of Don't Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover haunted locations, we cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy. On Wednesdays, and why? Wednesdays are for podcasts. Thanks, guys. Hey everybody, it's John Orlando from the PBD Cast. Are you wondering where you can find my podcast? Well, it's real simple. Just go over to pbdcast.com, the online home of yours truly, or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio app, and don't forget that every single Monday night at 8 o'clock, I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PVD Cast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PVDCast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. What's going on, everybody? It's the Scene Snob, McManhattan, and I'm here to tell you guys about thescenesnobs.com. 
We're a channel of variety, comedy, entertainment, geek-related, sports, the whole nine yards. We cover almost every genre. We have so many great shows to choose from. We have shows like the Scene Snobs Podcast, BTB Podcast, The Guapo Show, The Sports Snobs Podcast, The PVD Cast, Jeff Dwoskin Presents Crossing the Streams, The Three Geeks Podcast, The Fandom Effect, we probably have the only Matlock-based podcast called Matt Talk, and we're introducing new shows all the time. We have new shows coming up like the Ear Hustling Podcast, Carpool Shenanigans, and of course, from some nobodies, Twitching Upstream and Talking Upstream. So come on, check out thescenesnobs.com, enjoy it, and please leave feedback. Like, follow, subscribe us, and just let us know what you think. We love to have all the interaction. So I citizens i'm burt ward robin from the tv series batman and you're listening and watching the three weeks and it is fantastic that was an echo and a half i love that man so much did, did it echo for anybody else that was wild that scene yeah, sounds exactly like yep. me i got a double wowie zowie yeah, <laughs> yeah wowie, wowie, burt wowie. ward zowied a lot but uh, we're back. Um, Jesse Camacho will be joining us in just a few moments. I can't wait to talk to him again. I actually have confirmation from him, so we won't be sitting here twiddling our thumbs for 20 minutes like we do sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I can't wait to talk to him about season two of Lost and Key and all the other fun stuff he has coming down the pipe. Uh, we have some fun stuff coming down the pike, too. Um, officially launching in February is the Larry Hankin stories. And I just want to take a second to thank Justin Corleone here for all of his hard work, which we've decided that's Justin's stage last name. Justin Corleone. I want to nice. thank him for all of his editing work because Justin is a he, he's something special when it comes to editing intros and stuff. And he did such a good job with the Hankin episode one. And I can't wait for everybody else to see it. Cool. Thank you. Uh, that was I wasn't expecting it, so appreciate it. Thank you. And then Justin and I have also decided that in February we're going to extend our conversation interview shows where we're going to record the interviews and then we're going to fill it for an hour. So if the interview is 40 minutes long, Justin and I are going to come on 20 minutes prior to that and just talk. Some we'll have to do with the guests. Some will be just normal conversation because there's only two hours is just so much time. I watch a lot of TV and Justin reads a lot of comic books. So we figured it'd be a good excuse to talk about those things and fill, make the show last a whole hour. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I spent. Um, I have COVID. I've been spending my quarantine watching Thirteen Reasons Why, and I'm depressed. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it's a very depressing show. Fucking hey. Um, yeah. All right. Well, since we're very sad. On the topic of depressing shit, uh, Betty White's dead, and Sydney Poitier oh. is dead. We did. Oh, should, we definitely should talk about that. We I totally meant to address that. it at the front. Uh, Betty White. Betty White. I mean, what can you say about Betty White? I love Betty White. I loved her in. Um, the Golden Girls, I loved her and the proposal. I loved her and Ryan Reynolds' banter about how he needs to get over her and move on because she's in love with somebody else. I, I loved her at the Shatner roast. I loved her on Boston Legal as a crazy old lady. Like Betty White was just, she was a treasure. She really was a treasure. And I really expected her to live forever because we saw all those reports about her health and how she was in great health. And we were going to get to her 100th birthday. And then she suddenly passed and it was definitely a loss in the entertainment business because she's literally was working up until she died. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. I think they're still going to air the special or yeah. I think they're still going to release it. 
So that'll, that'll be cool. cool anyways. And if you guys out there um, have an extra couple bucks on Betty's birthday, I know they're doing a huge push to donate towards some animal charities. So I want to encourage everybody to do that as well. I will try to share the links on that day to uh, get everybody going. Cause you know, animals out there, they need us. They don't always have the greatest people taking care of them. And you know, a buck can help a lot. So I will make sure I, you know, share that in Betty's memory because I think we all love Betty White to some degree on this show. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the Betty White was amazing. I loved her. Uh, like my most favorite thing of her recently, or I guess it wasn't even that recently, but uh, she did a cameo on. Um, oh God, that what was the, the community community uh, the community college show, um, and she was amazing. <laughs> and uh, I, I yeah, Betty White will be missed uh I, I loved her sass and her attitude and just you know everything about her was was fun and positive and it's you know it sucks but it, it was a good run 99 is yeah. a good run like that like you can't say like she got robbed of any time and mm -hmm. i feel like she made good use of her time so i i'm not sad she's you know, i'm sad we won't be getting any more betty white stuff but i feel like she had a good run, and she made the she made the most mm -hmm. of it. So yeah, I'd be very happy if I make it to ninety nine. So yeah, yeah. Well, and accomplished I mean, lot, half of what she's accomplished. I yeah. mean, a lot of people are saying like that's a testament to her career and to her life is the fact that like at, even at ninety nine years, it still feels like it's not enough time. Just because mm -hmm. <laughs> you were like you just felt like she'd keep on going. Like I was personally kind of hoping she'd be with us here at the uh, light at the end of the tunnel with regards to lockdowns and things like that. Mm -hmm to kind of pick up our spirits but at least we got one more special from her coming up so that'll be that'll be good and there's oh, a, okay. a hell of a reunion in the afterlife right now she's with mm -hmm. her husband and she's having some fun with the other golden girls and um i'm sure she's loving every moment of it but um, um mike oh sorry um, max sydney 48 died uh yeah. also at 94 mm -hmm. And uh i i just gotta you know, personally for the uh, sorry i'm gonna do the obligatory um representation moment here um you know he's the first black guy to win uh best actor and uh i will personally love him uh just because of guess who's coming to dinner uh that one that movie has a real uh spot in my heart and uh you know it sucks again but 94 is a good run and uh if if i can get half as far as he did in in in, in half the time like that would be great you know it, it's 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 uh i'm not i'm not shocked that he died but uh you know it does suck and you know yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. see anything else from him I, i'm ashamed at my lack of knowledge on sydney portier so i plan yeah, on you should that be. And correcting that i've seen i've seen the remake of who's coming to dinner i've seen guess who with ashton and bernie mac no I that's not that's yeah. not no <laughs> I I will go back. Might as well just discount that and be like, let let, let me watch the original. <laughs> and a big living like like you know, guess who's is, is a comedy, obviously, and, yeah. and like guess who's coming to dinner, especially when the movie was made, was it's, it's a lot of things, and yeah. it, it's it's uh it's it's a whole different ball game. Well, that um, one, uh, a patch of blue, uh, and lilies of the of the field was blue. those are like the big. Well, and that's the one he won the Oscar for. Right, and, but like personally, I love I love Patch of Blue a lot because I think we watched that in school at one point. Where it's like you know he falls in love with uh the, this woman who uh, is blind essentially, and like she falls in love with him and so forth. And there's this whole dynamic of she doesn't know what his skin color is and doesn't care, and you know, and he doesn't care either. And it's really sweet in that regard. There's a lot of um 
in the heat of the night is a really great kind of uh thriller you know we were <laughs> quoting it a little bit in the chat uh when passed but um yeah and uh for me personally like i watched this last night sneakers with robert redford and uh dan Aykroyd and river phoenix and uh and president rosslin from battlestar like a, a lot of people are in that movie but Sidney poitier is like an awesome like sort of straight man to all of those more eccentric characters in it. and he gets some really good lines as well to shine in there and yeah storied career uh probably could do without ghost dad which he directed but uh, <laughs> but hindsight you can't win hind- them all you know you can't win hindsight's them all. 2020 so you know <laughs> But have a stinker do as much as he did. Yeah. Rest in power, Mr. Poitier. Mr. Poitier has apologized multiple times for Ghost Dad. Yeah. <laughs> well, Max, we got an excuse to watch that movie and read the DVD track listings to the audience. Oh my God, dude, no! They were I, trying I, to tell us. Some, they were trying to tell us something back then with the track names, like. Oh, they. The, 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 yeah, Bill Cosby was laughing at all of us the whole time. <laughs> but um, yeah, Xbox like, seriously. Justin, uh, you don't understand because you have not read these DVDs. Fair, fair if enough. you look at the chapter title, if you get the DVD and look at the chapter titles, there's a double entendre in every one of them, and they're uh, all disturbing. Oh, no. <laughs> they're, they're really, they really is. really bad. It's so bad. But uh, Xbox achievements to both. Uh, you will be missed by so many. And um, I'm looking forward to going back and correcting my Sydney Poitier hole that I have in my movie catalog. <laughs> And I think I'm going to start with Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Cool. Yeah, that's a great place to start. I, I mean, like, I, again, personally for me, like, I watched that movie for the first time at a time in my life where, you know, like, uh, I was trying to date a couple people. Like, where I grew up, there's not a lot of black people. So that, that whole story of, like, hey, you know, like, we in this mixed relationship are going forward and it doesn't matter, like, what anyone says, like, that really heartened me. And uh, allowed me to be the person you know that I wanted to be, or be the person that I am, and think that that was okay. So um, it's a great place to start. I, I love that movie. Rest in peace, Betty White. Rest in peace, Sydney Poitier. Welcome to the show, Jesse. How are you doing, man? Oh, What's good. Up? Thanks for having me, guys. Fun it's been a minute, know. man. We haven't talked we, since you came on and did Sixteen Candles with us. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So. Lock and Key season two is out. Season three is filmed. Yes. Um, how how's the response been for you for season two? Because I thought it was terrific. I mean, yeah, it's been incredible. And you know, they were you know, so kind to me, and they gave us some more fun stuff to do in season two. Uh, and I think people really responded to that. I mean, I I you know loved the first season, but I really thought this year they like just took everything up a notch. It was funnier. It was scarier. It's more tragic. It was much sadder. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it's wonderful. I'm, I'm so blessed and, you know, people, people really seem to be digging it. So, I mean, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's all gravy for me. Uh, we, uh, we had Halia on recently and um, she got the chance to play a more villainous side of her character in season two. Do you, would you like to take a villainous uh, turn in the show? Oh my God. I'd love, of course. To, I'd love to see you as a villain. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will say there was definitely amongst all the cast including like the leads uh there was a lot of jealousy aimed towards uh griffin and amelia griffin and helia because they you know had such amazing stuff to sink their teeth into and they both killed it they were both so good um yeah i mean i would i would love to and you know listen it's a show about uh about demons and possession and keys and you know there's more mishaps to happen you know in season three so 
you never know what's ahead, but I mean, I would, I would think that would be super, super fun. I'm going to ask you the very nerdy question that our friend Nick from funny science fiction asked Halia. And let's see if you have an answer for it. She reached out to Owen Hill and I do not know what the answer was. So since, you know, you go in somebody's head and there's doors usually, can you use the anywhere key to access the doors and the heads? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, I think what the answer probably is, and this is, this is a guess um is if the key's in their head and the door is present you probably can do it but if there's no like if they're not currently accessing it i don't think you can that's my guess nice uh, that's a, that's a yeah. good good answer good cop-out answer i don't know but that, that would be my guess that's a that's a really great question and uh yeah, I, I don't I don't know the answer to that. Or I should probably give you the real cop out answer and say, like, oh, maybe season three will have the answer for you. Just tweet the writer really quick. Be like, exactly. person wants- uh, how is the new Omicron affecting filming right now for anything? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I uh, I'm not currently working on anything. I was I, I shot a film in Winnipeg right before Omicron really um it hit like just as we were kind of in the middle of shooting we were like oh there's a new variant in south africa from what i understand things are kind of operating as they were during the rest of the pandemic which is just a lot of testing um but i think because omicron is just such a different beast in terms of transmissibility i am hearing about a lot more things shutting down i mean my voice is a little rough because i just got over omicron over christmas oh man um, yeah, yeah jason just got it too yeah. I, I have it yeah how you feeling uh, like crap. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you, Jesse. You look great. I'm to spend time with you. You look great. Thanks, man. Um, I've spent, I've spent my um, my quarantine watching Thirteen Reasons Why with my daughter. Well, that's not, nice uplifting like, show to watch. Yeah, no kidding. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it, I, I, I'm surprised at how good it is. Like how well written and acted it is, especially the first season. But it it's is so show. depressing. It's like. One horrible thing after another horrible thing after another horrible thing, and then the horrible things don't stop. And then it goes the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, the guy killed himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I like I don't want to. I don't want to take away from like well scripted, well acted, well written sure. things. So, like I just I can't do. Like I don't want to be. I don't want to watch something like that's supposed to entertain me to be depressed. Like I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why people do. I, I can't. I, it's the same reason I can't do horror. Like I don't want to be afraid for the time I'm supposed to be entertained. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I. I feel you a bit on that. I can get that way with like depressing movies. I just watched uh, Don't Look Up, which I really liked. But I was like, I do yeah. want to see that. Yeah, it, it's great. But I was like, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be watching it again. Oh man, I watched that on Christmas Eve with my family. Wow, we were all bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas tomorrow. Yeah. I, I haven't seen, yeah, I haven't you know, seen but, it yet, but I've heard that it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's way too close to reality to really get a lot of laughs it's out. Re- of it. Oh, sorry, my. my <laughs> that's that's what you have to do. You have to watch it right before you know, like Christmas. It's supposed to be like the happiest moment of the year, you know. So it's like you watch the super depressing thing just before that, so you can build back up from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My family, That's we were all sitting around with COVID and we watched Don't Look Up. It was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun combo. Nice. I watched a George Carlin skit yesterday where he was talking about Earth and its survival. And he's like, he's like, yeah, the planet's just going to come up with some disease that's going to spread everywhere to wipe out the humans. And I'm like, 
God, this was recorded 30 years ago, and yep. it's like so, yeah. so accurate. Yeah he, yeah, he was on the nose, right? He basically just said, like, Earth will be here. Whether we're here or not <laughs> yeah. is a different question. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, we didn't ask you about your time on Kick-Ass 2, and I want to ask because I like that movie. Oh. I like that franchise. Um, well, first of all, obviously you didn't blink when you watched it or you would have missed me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but that was really fun. I had um, just moved to Toronto. And that was the first thing I, I I had booked, and it was a quick little scene with uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I was just going to say Aaron, but we're not on a first name basis, mm-hmm. even though he was very kind and nice and cool. But you know, it was a it was very brief. I was there for a day, but it was just a huge set, and uh, you know, so many different cameras and cranes. I was like, okay, this is like a really big, huge production. Uh, I briefly met met is another strong word. I briefly ran into Jim Carrey at my costume fitting, which was pretty crazy. Um, it was just a really wonderful experience, but it was super quick for me. Like, uh, I was there, we did, you know, a couple takes and, you know, Aaron was really involved in like, you know, how the scene looked, you know, the director was great with him and showing him the, the footage and stuff. So, um, it was a really cool kind of, uh, experience just a little too brief, but everyone was super kind. And I mean, I thought the movie turned out really well. And yeah, I mean, that was a blast. You know, what's funny is I'm in that movie for literally three seconds and I get recognized for that movie almost more <laughs> than anything else I've done because I think I'm the thumbnail on Netflix where oh, I was. Really Me awesome. and Aaron were the – Aaron, again, first name basis, which I barely know the guy. But um, we were the thumbnail on Netflix, Netflix for a while. Do, do well, Netflix likes to promote their own, so. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so you were only there for a day. Do you think that's added pressure when you're only there for like a limited period of time? Like, cause you, you no reshoots. Like I, mean, I imagine it's probably a little bit more pressure, right? If you're only there for like a brief moment in time for any filming. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about that is I actually find um, it's, it's a similar principle, but I find the hardest job as an actor in terms of, or so the most, not even the most kind of pressure, the, ner- the most nervous I get is guest starring on a long running mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. because they're such a well-oiled machine. And they've been doing it for years. And your job is come here and don't slow us down. Like that's <laughs> literally all it is. Um, so on Kick-Ass 2, I wasn't as nervous because it was like it was like two lines. Yeah. It was pretty basic. But I mean, there was like when I got there and saw the set and the scope of it, I got a little nervous. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, after one take, I kind of rose. I was like, this is really, this scene is not about me. It's about, you know, making the stakes of the scene bigger to really like, I'm the one who tells uh, Aaron that his dad's been arrested um, and that, and everyone thinks his dad's kick ass. So it's like, all I'm doing is like spitting out information for him to kind of process and emote. So that felt easy for me, but like a guest appearance on a TV show, especially like kind of a meaty one to me, that's like way scarier. And I felt that a little bit on my first couple days on walk and key. Cause I only came in like a month and a half in. So it's not that long, but um, but anyway, they ended up being great. It all worked out. But uh, yeah. yeah, that is a good point. There there definitely is a lot of pressure when you're coming into something that's kind of already really going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've done some writing, some producing. What What is it that you enjoy doing the most? Is it being in front of the camera or is it the writing? First of all, you're very kind. Um, <laughs> those, uh, those projects were probably added uh, by my buddies, that, the stuff that we did together. Um, but, uh, but I do love to do that stuff. So um, I really love, I think writing is really something that I'm also really drawn to. I mean, people say like, oh, you should direct one day. And that just scares the hell out of me. Um, I just don't know anything about the technical side of things. But uh, acting is always the passion. It's always number one. But I definitely have an interest in 
writing and I guess producing would be because like crafting projects and like kind of overseeing and developing. Like I think, you know, what people like at Marvel have done, like the whole like oversee, you know, a whole cinematic universe. That's like really appealing to me of like movies that connect with other movies and cameos and arcs that start in one movie and end in another. And I don't want to spoil the new Spider-Man for anyone who hasn't seen it, but you know, <laughs> arcs that start in another franchise. That get in and, like, uh, that to me is so appealing. We should have had you. We were just talking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. no, we spoiled all of it already. <laughs> Consider it spoiled. Yeah, I love it. And I wanted uh, to see it a thousand times. And then uh, theaters in uh, Ontario are closed for Omicron. Oh. So, um, And I'm so upset that I can't go see Scream 5 next week. I can't even. Oh, that's all. Jesse, have you seen the Twitter reactions to Scream 5? Like, it's have, great. And I wanted to break my phone because I know I can't see it until everyone else in the world has seen it. And the spoilers will be everywhere. Because I honestly, Jason, we're twisting like, the knife. <laughs> I, I love the franchise. Scream, Scream is my favorite horror franchise of all yeah, time. But I honestly expected mediocre reactions, not the reactions that we're getting online. And I'm, I'm excited because I like this guy, these guys what they've done already in the horror genre. So yeah, Ready or Not was awesome. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really bummed. Like if if honestly because I just had Omicron, I legitimately considered like should I just drive across the border and see the movie. But I feel like uh, at the border, they'd be like, this is hardly essential travel, sir. Uh, Wearing a screen Florida. mask. It'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Florida, no one cares in Florida. Yeah, so. <laughs> you get on a plane to Florida. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I thought Scream was day and date. Is it not day and date? No, I think it was only in theaters. Yeah, it's only theaters. I'm kind of curious if a lot of the releases that were supposed to be only in theaters are now going to rethink that with the surge of you know cases and stuff. Didn't Disney just come out and say they're not going to do any more Marvel (laughs) like day and date stuff because of how much money they lost with Black Widow? At least, oh yeah, they haven't done that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but um, yeah, no, Scream Five. I can't wait. I I want it to release on Friday, even if I can't go and see it on Friday. I will find a way to eventually see it and. I will enjoy it. And I swear to God, if I go on Twitter and people are spoiling it, I'm going to be so mad. It's stay off Twitter. Just stay up. They're going to spoil it. Stay yeah. off Twitter. Stay Once your 10 days are up, you're allowed to go out, I think, right? Yeah. Once you're 10 days from yeah. symptom onset. Actually, no, they've, I mean, I don't go out really anyway, but um, mm-hmm. they've changed it in the U.S. to five it's days. Five. Is the the CDC mandatory. I think you're that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, nobody because... was doing the 10. So they're like, all right, we'll help the lazy Americans. We'll make it only five so we can get out there. And... Yeah, so you can go to Starbucks and give everyone Omicron. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, fine. <laughs> it's, 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 it's totally fine. Uh, I mean, like, it's it's funny to me, too. Like, I don't know. It's, I hate to get kind of political, but it's like, no, they're like, not everyone should get a vaccine. But if we go out and just give everyone the virus, and that's totally fine. Like, it's okay. Like, it's so weird. It's so, yeah, to sort through, like, what's real, what's not, what's accurate, what's inaccurate. I just, like, it's like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to get my shot, and I'm just going to, I'm going to read an occasional headline and get the gist of what's going on. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see. But, yeah, I mean. I mean, a lot of it's just common sense stuff, you know, yeah. it's like. It's just... So you mentioned uh, you were recently just got done filming something right before Omicron really yeah. hit. What, do you want to talk about that at all? Or what, sure. what yeah. yeah, it was a really fun uh, independent film uh, called Vandits. Um, and uh, the funny thing about it is we're basically, you know, the kind of the log line of the movie, which I think I'm allowed to talk about is we're a group of kind of, you know, misfit criminals that are trying to rob a bingo hall. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, and we operate out of a van. Yeah, and there's, there's, yeah, and there's, there's another kind of 
gimmicky twist to it that I won't spoil, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a marathon. It was a quick shoot, but I think we got some really, really funny stuff. Um, but the, the, the kind of, uh, the, the ironic thing about it is the two days before we were supposed to start shooting, all of the lighting equipment and sound equipment was stolen. Oh. We were literally in a heist movie, and there was a the heist, heist of yeah. our equipment. Real live bandits. <laughs> and oh the craziest God. thing was the filmmakers, um, Stu Stone and Adam Rodness, who wrote and directed and produced the movie, had made a fake um, murder documentary the year before. And so no one believed that it was real. They're like, oh, yeah, I can't. And they're like, our equipment was stolen. (laughs) Luckily, we got some other stuff, but we like they shot the movie with like four lights uh, and all this stuff. And yeah, and we ended up getting, I think, some good press out of the whole thing, funnily enough. But, you know, no one believed them. And it was it was pretty funny. When when does this come out? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I would think maybe the summer or the fall um but it was it was a lot of fun it's a it's a wild movie um and it was good i i you know i shot a series in winnipeg years and years ago so it was really nice to kind of go back and see a lot of old friends and kind of felt like going home in a weird sense um but uh it was cold it was cold so so what are your favorite things that you've watched in 2021 Ooh, that's a great question. Well, I think, you know, for, uh, I, I, I mean, besides I don't know your opinions on it, but besides, besides Lock and Key. Um, Lock and Key was amazing. I, <laughs> I think Lock and Key is easily number one. Um, <laughs> no, um, well, I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. I freaking loved it. I adored it. Uh, Midnight Mass. That uh, that was great. Yeah, Midnight I yes. absolutely <laughs> loved. I recommended it to everybody. Um, watch I'm watching yeah. um, my buddy from Lock and Key, Kevin Alves' new show, Yellow Jackets. Uh, I've been hearing yeah. a lot of good stuff about that. It's a great yeah. show. It's kind of like like a different version of like Lost, Lord of the Flies with the cool tw- – it's it's really good. It's dark. It's gritty. It's funny. It's Is, uh, it's is that on show. Hulu? Or it's what? on Crave in Canada. Okay. Sure. Oh, it, Showtime. Yeah, there you go. Showtime. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, and that's a great. I'm sure there's one. You know what? I never watched Squid Games. Everybody was telling me to watch that. I never. Squid Games is all right. I do watch like any Asian like. I have cinema. like in the past. Okay, um, it, it's it's actually not like the 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 farthest off the deep end that I've seen like oh, you know, Korean okay. or Japanese film go. Like if you watch any of it at all, like you're like, oh, okay, well, this is just another thing. But it was very, it was very well done. So you should check it out. But, right. uh, yeah, it's the first thing stuff. to break through and everyone was like, oh my God. I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as a lost fan, Jesse, have you watched La Brea? No, but I've heard, I've heard amazing things about it. And yes, you know, I I'm obsessed with lost. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I, I got to check it out. I'll write that down. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far, but the the winks and nods are a little much after a while to lost. Like they oh, they're really? trying like super hard to be. If it's a lot for Jason's to be a lot. Spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they find a skeleton in a cave. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Yellow Jackets does you know a lot of I think a lot of winks to lost too. But there's again, I mean, I, this is not a spoiler to say. You know, there's two timelines on Yellow Jackets about when they crash and when they're older. So, you know, they do get rescued or at least some of them do. So it's kind of I mean, Lost did do that a bit uh, later on. But anyway, it, it, it's really great. But I'll have to check out uh, I'll have to check out La Brea. 
I watched uh, Manifest, and that just show that started off really good and just like spiraled into, like I don't know, I, I it went too long with the episodic TV when right. it needed to go more serialized, mm-hmm. and the, it started to lose me. But I, I watched the whole thing, and it gets a little bit better at the end of three, and we'll see what Netflix does with four. But Not I really did that right? first season. I thought that first season was strong. I, I, I never, I, I mean, obviously I saw the promos for it. I think I was, well, I mean, I do love Lost no matter how I think of it, but I think I saw the promos for Manifest and I was like, I don't know if I have it in me. <laughs> Go down can't be heard again. Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, I, I, rewatched, I rewatched Lost actually recently and I was like, wow, this show would have been so good if it was like five 13 episode seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This show would have been incredible. It, it, absolutely the yeah. four five and six i thought were really strong because they were mm-hmm. short seasons and season yeah. one was really good but yeah. it's two and three that are just like oh guys yeah. like they, they even said it the writer said it like the network wanted them to extend the show that's why they put a hard line when they did four like we're doing what many seasons did leave the island because that's the when they lost me what season did they leave, leave the island end of four okay now yeah. beginning of Beginning of four, end of three. Because that's yeah, when yeah, they yeah. lost me. Because I watched everything. I was like, this is a lot of fun. And then, oh, we got off the island. Now we're going back. Like, yeah, oh, now okay, we're going I'm back. Done. I'm done. Yeah, then we're gonna, <laughs> Thank you. That's always fascinated me, the idea of like show orders and um, the episode count. Just depending on, I love because just depending on the show, too, you could have like an eight episode arc and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine for a season. And then you'll have something that's like 13. Like I feel a lot of Netflix shows extended 13 these days and then for regular standard television it's like 22 or something yeah i think that's what's kind of cool about the streaming services and like kind of the cable channels and stuff is that i really feel i mean obviously there's politics involved in every network and every decision but that they kind of they're more willing to let the story dictate the amount of episodes there it's it's a little more fluid i mean obviously 10 10 8 10 and 13 seem to be the magic numbers on like Netflix or Amazon or those ones. And then, you know, when you get to like, yeah, cable, it's like 22, 23. Um, that's why those, you know, CSIs and all those kind of uh, well, shows procedurals. Yeah. yeah. You got a formula that holds so they can crank out like 20 some episodes on that. Right. I'm also like, uh, cause I was just finishing up a, a true crime documentary series on Netflix. I'm like, Oh, thank God. This is only three episodes. Cause this is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it was my, it was my don't look up moment. You know, it's crazy. I think, I think 10 episodes is the sweet spot. Cause like mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm watching 13 reasons why. And I get to episode 11. I'm like, how many is left in this season? Like, Oh, let's just come on guys. 10. And I, I love the 10 model. Like we were talking about Cobra Kai earlier. It's Cobra 10 Kai. episodes. It's mm-hmm. quick. And it's done, and you're yeah. like, I want more. I want more Cobra Kai. So bad. Like, look at the Marvel Netflix shows. Like they, they did 13, and it always felt just a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I think 10 episodes would have been the right the right number. I feel like The Witcher flew by too. Oh, The Witcher did. Or is that yeah. is that all done? Or is that yeah? Is a new season coming or? No, it just came out. It just came out. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, I'm only like three or four episodes in. I did like in a uh, day. It felt real quick. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mm-hmm. I really am liking season two of The Witcher. I I like that it's it's actually just a we're here now and we're we're going on like because the, the the multiple like timelines and the kind of like episodic randomness of of the first season kind of took me out of it a little bit um, until they you know like till they got to their main story points and and everything kind of meshed up at the end. 
So I think season two benefits from that, where it's it's like just one story from here, and we're moving forward with all the characters. Um, I'm, I'm really digging Witcher season two. I haven't finished it yet. Netflix um, Netflix still has some of the best shows on TV because I just finished the last well, season of Ozark and I can't wait for the next season. That yeah, show is really good. They also they also did uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, and <laughs> I, didn't I heard it wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Iron Fist, like, but... I, I heard I, yeah, I heard a lot worse things that that I thought of it like when I actually watched it. Right. I thought like. You know, if if they're doing okay, like this is Cowboy Bebop, the live act, it's like a, you know a different universe of yeah. Cowboy Bebop. When you think of it like that, it's it's actually not terrible. It's fine, I, 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 there, yeah. There's some good moments in there, and I, I like some of the stuff they got going on. It's hard and, to convert anything that's so beloved into something. Oh, new. yeah, absolutely. And, and then, not to just trash it. And, and then to go the from format. cartoon to live action yeah. is always harder. It's always harder because in animation you can do anything. Yeah, and to, to make a person do these things is is not 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 easy and not easy. like you're just not able to do it. But uh, it wasn't as bad as I think everyone makes it out to be. Just because obviously it wasn't the cartoon, and people some some for for some reason expected that, and, and <laughs> I you know. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah exactly what they wanted, they freaked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I don't know why you would expect it to be <laughs> so. You know, the same as the cartoon. Um, but I did like some of the things they did. Like I, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't as terrible as everyone's making out. To so, me. so I'm, I'm working through your MDB, Jesse, and I see yeah. you did some work on uh, Watch Dogs too. Did you like being a voice actor? Did you like being? Uh, a part yeah, of the I mean, the, sort of a. So my, uh, my parents are both actors as well. Okay. And um, my, one of the things that my dad does, I wouldn't even call it a side hustle. It's part of his job. Is he directs cartoons and video games oh, okay. and the voice work on that stuff. So. I kind of grew up in that world a little bit uh, and watchdogs too. I had a blast. It was just, um, it was just a day, uh, mm -hmm. but I went and I, I'm, I play, I'm trying to remember the character's name, but it's one of the early kind of mini bosses you face in the game. And it was that kind of classic, like nerd rage, you know, <laughs> screaming Chris Farley, like getting pissed at the computer kind of thing. And, and they made me a mocap suit. And uh, it was fun. And actually, funnily enough, one of the kids, one of the kids, one of the guys I worked with that day, um, went on to play Aladdin. Oh. Um, yeah, Mina Masood. So that was really fun. Um, I only recognized him like years ago. I was like, God, he looks familiar. And I went <laughs> and he was like, All right, I did that day with him on Watchdog yeah. three years ago. Um, but yeah, that was a blast. Uh, my body, my buddy uh, Jonathan Dubsky, I think, was uh, the lead of that. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, and it's a really fun game too. But yeah, I love voiceover. I do a cartoon right now. It's for little kids called uh, Binky, and I play like a cat that thinks he's like an astronaut and, and thinks the bugs in the house are aliens. So that's really fun. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I, I gotta feel like being within the anime. Like, I, I love animation personally. I, I, if they could animate everything, I would, I would be one hundred percent okay with that. Um, but uh, I. I I have a couple questions. Uh, so, like, if you're if you're doing voice work on a video game, do you get to play the video game beforehand? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no, so they'll they'll show you footage sometimes. Like, this is what it's going to look like, or they'll like you know show you maybe a sample of the gameplay to give you an idea. But a lot of the time, you know, it's so confidential that um, like I yeah I can say this now. So my buddy, my old roommate, still very good friend Alex Weiner, 
uh, recently the game came out. He played Rocket Raccoon in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Okay. And the only reason I knew that he that's the game he was doing was because I helped him with the audition and the sides were confidential, but it was so obvious what it was. Like Groot's, like he was a giant piece of broccoli and all <laughs> he would say is broccoli is good. <laughs> okay, you're on a spaceship. There's a giant broccoli, like, and then we can piece together what the photos are. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, those are the veggie tales. Game, you... you think it's Guardians of the Galaxy the whole time? It's literally veggie tales. Okay, exactly. that would, that would but for two years, like, he worked on it, yeah, and he only told his girlfriend, now, now wife, and mm-hmm. me because we all live together. Uh, and uh, and it was really because I guessed it. I was like, "This is this is Guardians of the Galaxy." Like <laughs> you're playing Rocket Raccoon, right? And he was like, "Yeah, okay, all right, that's what it is." Um, but um, you know, yeah, as far as I know, like he didn't get the game early. He didn't. No, I think he, like they'll send him a copy at some point for free. Sure. But um, I think the game will have been long out by the time that he, gets <laughs> hands on. he didn't get to beta oh, test or anything really. like that. <laughs> no, I don't cool. think so. Um, okay. Yeah. He, he's a he, he's yeah he's amazing and he did a great job in that game but yeah the, the, it's very confidential and really like secret like ubisoft in montreal um you never know what you're auditioning for actually any video game really um you get the sides and it's like very in very when i say basic i don't mean bad i just mean like usually like that was the most obvious one but you're, you're, it's like officer yeah and your lines are like freeze get on the ground and then they're like okay cool it's the new uh Deus Ex Machina, and you're like, oh, crap, okay, which is not a real thing, by the way. I don't know if they're making another one, but <laughs> guys heard it here first. Elias Cateus will kill me. <laughs> I was like, hey, you don't want him mad at you, man. Yeah, exactly. oh. Everything is so secretive now. Do you get mm-hmm. like nervous at all with all the NDAs you have to sign? Because I know you have some with Lock and Key. You know what's funny? I never signed an NDA for Lock and Key. Really? Oh, Which is crazy. Awesome. Tell us um, all about well, in the middle right now. Well, he has to now, Jason. <laughs> I'll tell you a minute. I'm in season three. I did work on season three. Um, and it's great. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's that's. I think I signed one in season one, maybe. But because I'm more of a recurring character, you know, I didn't sign those, like, multi-season deals like Emilia and Connor and all those guys did. So, I mean, I would, I obviously wouldn't do it, but I don't think like, I mean, they would probably just never write me in the show again, but <laughs> if I went out and spoiled it, I don't think I'm breach of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Guess anyway, you guys in season four. I can, oh, I can see Meredith and Carlton sweating <laughs> watching this interview. Speaking of as, as a lost fan, what's it like working with Carlton Cuse? It is not a joke to say the man is like a beetle to me. Like, <laughs> I, when I, so I was going through a bit of a weird, like anxiety kind of depression thing before I booked the show. Mm-hmm. And I had auditioned for the Hulu pilot, which um, they did. And then it never went. Um, the, uh, so I went in for the show a year later. I had no idea. I didn't look, look at the breakdown properly. I just kind of was like, what's this about? Oh, it's for Netflix. Cool. Great. I'm not even sure it said Netflix. I think it said streaming service. Um, but I knew it was lock and key. Uh, and I kind of, I went in, I did the audition and I felt really good about it. And I was showing my roommate, Alex, Rocket Raccoon, um, <laughs> lost for the first, cause he had never watched it. And I was literally sitting like 
in a t-shirt and boxers eating ramen noodles because it was all I could afford. Um, like being like, I'm not in a great headspace right now. And they said, hey, you got you, you booked you booked the recurring on Lock and Key. And at the time, it was only a guaranteed two episodes. Who knows? I was like, all right, I should probably look more into this thing. And uh, that's when I like read the comics and everything. But also, I looked at the breakdown. I was like, that does not say Carlton Cuse. That does not say Carlton Cuse. Like, there's just no way. Um, and he's just the coolest, nicest guy. I will admit, and I'm kind of ashamed now, I didn't tell him until whenever it was in season three, my last day that I was, I was like, I was like, don't say anything. He probably hears it all the time. And I interacted with him quite a bit. Uh, Meredith mm-hmm. was the one who was there more. Meredith Avril, who wrote, um, wrote on like Haunting of Hill House and all that great stuff. She wrote, in my opinion, the best episode of Haunting of Hill House. Um, but he was just, he was wonderful. And then the, kind of the big drag about season two and three was because of COVID, they didn't get to come around very much. And then, Carlton came in to direct an episode and it was one of the two I wasn't in in season two. And I was so bummed, but I I saw him when he was prepping and we chatted and he's incredible. Like, I I just want to pick that guy's brain. Now I just need to work with Damon Lindelof and I'm all set. They both have (laughs) gone on to like major shows. I mean, Carlton has done, um, he did Nash Bridges before Lost. He did Mm -hmm. Bates Motel, which was super popular. And now he's doing Lock and Key. So, I mean. They're bringing Nash Bridges back. They did, they, right? they did it as a movie. Yes. He does uh, Tom Clancy's uh, the, yeah. the, uh, Jack Ryan Jack show. Ryan, yeah. uh, and I think he was, I don't uh, I don't know what it was, but he was he was going off when we were wrapping up season three. He had started working on something else as well. Uh, and he was commuting back and forth. But I, I don't know what it may be. I don't know if it's not announced yet. I think they've shot it. But um, yeah, it was another series that was shooting uh, in Toronto as well. Um, Man, that's awesome. Did you have a fanboy moment at all? Like, did you get there? Every single time I saw him, (laughs) like, I'd be like, oh, my God, that's like, it's a God. Um, And he would make, like, you know, little jokes and about Lost, like, nothing, you know, obviously, uh, nothing, like, bad or good about the show. But, like, he would, you know, like, little anecdotes about, you know, like, I think in one scene, one of the actors' cell phones went off. Uh, and they like pulled it out, like it was like an embarrassing thing. And someone else was like, "You've had a phone this whole time," <laughs> you know, like that. Um, and uh, what was cool was during season two, uh, Griffin Gluck and Amelia J- Amelia Jones watched Lost, and I would go. They had never seen it, and I would go hang out with them. And Amelia, who always loved Carlton, was always a big fan of Carlton, started being like, "Oh my god, he created the show that I'm like racing through." Um, and so she, I know she was not, I mean, she's the lead of the show. She didn't care. She was not afraid to be like, oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> you know, every time she saw him. So it was really fun watching it with the two of them. I, I got to watch a couple episodes with them. That's, That's awesome, man. That is all. You're living the life. You are living the life. <laughs> what is next for Jesse Camacho? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's the big question. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, hopefully continuing to pay my rent. Uh, so yeah, uh, nothing like oh, I, I'm still doing that cartoon that I do that I'm so blessed to do called Binky. I just did that uh, that movie Bandits and uh, season three. I it's coming out this year. I don't even I, I swear to God I have no inside scoop as to when exactly that's going to be this year. My gut tells me maybe in the second half of the year sometime. But again, they could release it tomorrow and I would be none the wiser. Um, so yeah, I mean really it's just kind of you know getting past this tiny little bit of Omicron I still got in my system and 
back to the back to the grind. Probably should shave at some point since I'm <laughs> 30 over. years old playing 17. You, so. can, you can do the it's not too late to start your uh your pandemic beard, you know, like that's <laughs> that's totally fine. Just just you know, roll with it. Or less Ontario where we're like locked down again. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean like cause because you guys are all in high school in uh in lock and key. So like I think it would be pretty cool if your character just shows up with this full on like pulp <laughs> <laughs> Um you know what's funny is like uh, when I when I first got cast on the show, uh, I you know I was twenty nine. I was like, oh, okay, they're doing this like all the other teen shows. Like everybody's going to be in their mid to late twenties. Oh no, Amelia Jones was seventeen years old. Griffin <laughs> <laughs> Butt was nineteen years old. Um, I think um, I, I don't exactly remember how old Patrice and Ash were, and then Leisha in season two as Abby. But I'm pretty sure Patrice was a little older. I think he was in his early to mid twenties and Ash, the same thing, but I was far and away the oldest one. Mm. And I was just like, I feel like the gross substitute teacher, like <laughs> hanging out with the kids. But the, the, the funny thing is I'm probably less mature than all of them. So <laughs> I know on that, that 70s show, uh, Mila Kunis was like 15. Ashton yeah. was like 21 was and they, they were in a relationship. Started. On the show, they, they had to get like parents' signatures and all this other like legal yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have to have a, well, a, a tutor there, like because she's technically still got to go to school and stuff. Yeah, like when, yep. when someone that young is on your show, like it's it's a lot of different hoops you got to jump through. Well, I think Amelia's first on-screen kiss. Guys, terrible. I'm telling all our stories, but I, I mean it's a movie. Was with Kit <laughs> Harrington when she was 13. Oh wow! And she was like 20, I think. Yeah, John Snow. No, he was what am I saying? He was like. In his mid twenties, I don't think it was like an intense kiss, but no, you know, no. she was thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I mean, it, oh, man. we were just talking about this a little bit in the first half. How you know certain movies or certain shows, like if you have a youthful look to you, and you can, you know, you're older but you still have a youthful look and you can play young, then absolutely it does create for some you know, engaging and believable mm -hmm. kind of chemistry. We were just talking about Dear Evan Hansen. Um, <laughs> And how that doesn't look because he's not really a youthful looking dude anymore. Too no, much. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. That's that's a weird thing because you know, like I feel like they were kind of damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Like mm -hmm. if they actually cast a high school kid, people would be like, "But he's perfect. Like he, he yeah. did it on Broadway. He could do it." And then they well, did. It. Like he looks so old. His, his <laughs> dad, and I'm, his I'm the same way. I said the same thing. But then I, but I was like, well, if they cast an unknown, I probably would have like. Oh, he like worked so hard to create that. Character. So I don't even know the right thing. I I, be I believe you more than I when I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're definitely not freaking Tobey Maguire in Spider Man, like 38 year old dude walking yeah, around they, the high school. Like, yeah. no, they <laughs> got a lot, chicken up gotten a lot better at casting because I would have believed you were in your early 20s. Mm -hmm. But um, Thank you. Like you go back and watch nine oh two one oh, you could tell it's a bunch of yeah. forty year olds. Oh, dude, yeah, like it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> or even Greece, Stalker Channing was like forty yeah. years old. Yep. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Happy New sure. Year. Hope to talk yes. to you again when season three comes out. And Absolutely. I still want to get you on here where we can just break down the show lost together, just two of us. I mean, you let me know, and Speaking I will out. do it with you. Because I'm the same as you, man. Somebody tells me they just started watching Lost. I um, like will go yeah. over and stare at them as they watch it for like an hour. <laughs> it's like my it's not creepy hour. at all. <laughs> like, I'm so excited. Window. 
Wait till you get the seasons for five and six, but you got to really slug through some of two and three. But mm. end of three is really good. If you can get no. to the last like four episodes of season yeah, three, no. you're good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad when they killed Michelle Rodriguez off, but that's another episode and another day. <laughs> Spoiler alert for him. Right? Like, dang. Everybody, I guess I'm going to watch Lost now. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> check, out, uh, check out Jesse and part of the family season now. two and season three coming very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Jesse, again, thank you so much for the, the time. Appreciate it, man. I feel better. It's nice to talk to you occasionally on Facebook. And I appreciate you getting back to me. So thank yeah, you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Sorry for the delay. And hey, Feel better, and all you guys stay safe, and uh, we'll hopefully be out of this soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, I'll see you guys soon. See you, buddy. Soon. All right, everybody. I made it an hour and 41 minutes into this show. We don't have any more topics. So I want to thank Jesse again for coming on. Go check out Lock and Key Season 2. You will not be disappointed. Even if you maybe weren't a huge fan of one, Season 2 is on another level. Check it out. Um Shout outs to everybody. Dan, thank you so much for being on today. Max, Mike, Justin, and Happy I have a great day. Go to youtube.com forward slash Mike McGee TV. Follow us at Three Geeks Podcast and more interviews coming soon. And we'll talk to you guys very, very shortly as I talk slowly as I realize I don't have the credits pulled up. Have a great day. Cycle your droid. Nailed it. Yeah, I thought that was good. That was good. Uh, I, look, I look a little stupid with my... <laughs> <laughs> Recycle your droids. Recycle your droids. So Boba can drink water out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, hydration is important. Freaking moisture farmers. Hi- make sure you hydrate, people. It is the most important.